Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the podcast about helping you pursue and achieve your dreams without compromising your faith, your family, or your health. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and in just a moment, we're going to be joined by special guest Annika Fisher, who is the host of the Tried and Truth podcast, as well as the owner and founder of Be Awesome Company. Now, her background is as a business coach, patient experience coach, and we're going to talk about how you can build confidence in yourself using some of the concepts that we talk about in this episode. So sit back and relax, unless you're trying to throw rocks into a lake because that is just so satisfying. In that case, continue to listen to us while you're throwing those rocks into the lake. There you go. And here we go. Let's begin. All right. Hey, Annika, how are you doing? Jerry, I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be really fun, and thanks for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, um, I guess shout out to Steve Maffei, because he's been fanboying it up for us and like connected us, (laughs) got us on each other's shows, and um, all day yesterday, he's been asking me, like, all right, so when's Annika on? I'm like, tomorrow. When is she on? I'm like, you know, the show's not live. (laughs) You're going to have to wait a couple of months when it's produced and published, and so he's really excited, and... uh, uh, for both of our shows, uh, Tried and Truth podcast and then Beyond the Rut. And it's just really cool to have the support of somebody like that. Uh, so. I just love how people bring people together. I think yeah. it just shows this this power of just community and connection. And, right. you know, just I think taking an interest in people's lives, you start to connect other people in different ways. And yeah, that's great. Yeah. I'm so thankful for that. There's, there's power in networking. And it, I guess the better way to put it is community because – I guess some folks will take networking as uh, uh, like it's got to have some kind of objective. Like I'm networking for to myself. A sale. Yeah, <laughs> it's for me. What can you do for me? Uh, but really, when you're building community, it's how can I help you? And and then you come across somebody you can help. You're like, wait, I can help Jerry. Did you know? <laughs> I know this person used to work for me, and she worked here, and now she's doing this, and she has a podcast. It's <laughs> it's really much like what you do. I'm like, really? Tell me the show. And then we pulled it up in his office, and uh, it was it was funny. For like a good 15 minutes, we forgot why we were meeting, and we were talking <laughs> about your show. Um, and then we remembered, oh, yeah, this is why. And then the, the project you are working on with um, the my day job, uh, that's when we finally remembered, oh, yeah, this is why Annika came up. And then we got back on task. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's just, it's really neat. Like when, when you're in community, it's what can I do for others so that we all benefit? Uh, whereas sometimes networking gets taken out of hand and it's about me. How do I propel my career? Um, and I think, yeah, that's just random side topic right off the bat. Gosh, right off the bat. The squirrels are strong today, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one of the things that I, I really liked about, uh, your, your story, your backstory, uh, is that, uh, you're, you're a wife, a mother, a professional, uh, however order you want to put it. And you're raising three boys. You, you're from a small town of, uh, you don't always admit it, but you told me once way back when, so I'm going to out you. Uh, small town, San Diego, Texas. Yes. I've lived in both San Diego. Oh, San Diego's. Yes. <laughs> Texas and California. One is much sunnier and more beautiful than the other. <laughs> and one is sunny and hot and dry. This and is so, true. Yes. Uh, yeah. The San Diego Vaqueros. Um, been, been out there that town. It's a really cool town. Uh, well, it's a small town. So if you like small towns, cool place to go. Uh, but San Diego. So I have to tell you, when I first moved out there, the first week I moved in, another squirrel. Here we go. Another squirrel real quick. 
I, I moved into my apartment and I was living by myself. So I got, got all settled. And of course, it was the week of a heat wave, which is what, like 85 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> and so I said, something is wrong in this apartment. My AC is not working. It is too hot in here. And being from Texas, right? Like that AC better work, right? Yeah. So I, I went down to the apartment complex. I need to speak with someone. Something is wrong with my new apartment I just moved into. And I said, the AC isn't working. And she said, oh, honey, there is no AC. <laughs> you live in San Diego. <laughs> Oh, yes. She says this heat wave will last two days and you're going to enjoy the rest of the year. And sure enough, she was right. But it was just a total culture shock factor for me. I just couldn't imagine living in a state without air conditioning. So there you go. Yeah. In fact, I'm thinking about it. I don't think we ever fired up the air conditioner in my apartment in Monterey. You don't need Uh, it. Yeah. Like we opened the windows and (laughs) created a cross draft and it was beautiful. I tried that here in uh, Texas when Liv and I first got married and moved to Texas. And she's like, what are you doing? It's hot out there. Don't do that. I'm like, don't you want a breeze to come through? She's like, Jerry, you're in Texas now. There is no breeze. (laughs) What? We're in Corpus. (laughs) So anyway, uh, now that you guys have the, uh, the weather report for Texas and San Diego, Uh, the, uh, the main reason why we got Annika on here is that, you know, we're, we're talking about getting out of ruts, uh, living life unstuck in the areas of faith, family, fitness, finances, and future possibility. And that essentially is what tried and truth podcast also talks about. Uh, and you do a variety of like, uh, monologues where you do these short, uh, snippets that are between like six and 15 ish minutes. And then you also incorporated interviews where you're bringing other experts in and having them share their perspective. And I thought that's a really cool combination because we're hearing other people's perspectives on the same things that you're talking about week after week. Uh, and, and of course, I know that show is available on uh, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a lot of the other big players. So if you're already on those platforms, listen to that. I'm doing this way backwards. Usually I don't plug your show until the end, but I'm doing it up front, guys. So there you go. Bonus content at the front end. You're welcome. Um, so what was it that uh, you were doing before you launched Tried and Truth Podcast and you launched uh, your website, which is... Um, yeah, the awesome company. Um, so I do have my own website. It's I'll put that at the front here too. Annika go. Fisher. And thank you to my mother for naming me with a weird misspelling. And thank you to my husband for marrying into a weird misspelling last name. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure everyone will have all that information, but it is kind of a funky spelling. But AnnikaFisher.com and I have a lot of resources on there. Actually, a, a lot of resources for just helping people get unstuck in the podcast and all that. But my husband and I do have um, Be Awesome Company, which you know spurred out of well the pandemic that you know spurs a lot of new ideas when you're sitting in a house together for a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, new ideas more than doubled because of the pandemic. Yes. Yeah. So I spent, I guess, about over the last 10 years in really the, the leadership development space, a lot of work around patient experience, employee experience, employee engagement, which all really ties back to like leading yourself and leading people. If I can lead myself well and the energy that I bring into a room, I can guide my patient down the path they need to go. I can guide my team down the path they need to go. And uh, you know, I've been very fortunate to have a lot of that development in my career and my husband has a small business. And because I was so busy, he hired out so many of these coaches and consultants and people to come in and help him, you know, learn how to lead. He had a craft he knew how to do, but outside of that, you know, in a business, you can't just show up and do your craft. Like you got to run a business. And so, you know, we found a lot of money going out in that 
regard and just kind of felt like, you know, for people that had small businesses, there was just really this gap. And, you know, how do I get like a low cost, high quality solution? And at the same time, you know, I just felt like, but I'm seeing so much of this and doing so much of this. And so that was something we just started um, on the side of, of the work that we were doing. And, and yeah, so it's kind of evolved into a lot of different things, which I think is the beauty of life. I think you have to embrace the pivots in life and you know be reminded that that nothing is for not right everything leads to the next thing leads to the next thing and so that was something that we started and we've kind of since we we still do that we do a lot of our own things on the side because i think we we work with um, different types of individuals but but yeah stay with us we'll be right back and now let's talk about how you can use cap show to repurpose and market your content If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Nice. I love that you mentioned you know, like one thing leads to the next, leads to the next, because that could go either way. It could be a positive impact on your life, a positive snowball, or a negative one. Uh Really, I think, yeah, depending on your, like, the attitude you bring to it, like uh, life throws a curveball at you. Do you see it as an opportunity or as a, oh, woe is me? And, you know, life sucks. Look, everybody's out to get me. And how have you seen folks kind of experience life, you know, like gradually and suddenly? I think that's a phrase I heard from fierce conversations, like mm. things kind of gradually build up and then they just suddenly happen. I think the gradual versus sudden is just is so interesting. I think especially whether it's at work or in a marriage, I think there's so many little things that we don't even realize are starting to transpire. And um, you know, I'm reading a book right now and it, it talks about the difference between you know goal setting and formation building. And when we, we set a goal, we want to get to a place and we're so focused on that outcome. When we're wanting to be, you know, things are formed over time. And so thinking of your life as this formation rather than this destination. And I just love the way that it kind of put a spin on that because I think whether it's, like I said, at work or in a marriage, it's so, so important to really be thinking about not this full fixation on this future state or this outcome or this objective, but really like what are the daily small choices that I am making or not making? that are creating this bigger picture and creating this impact on, on the outcome. And even just like when you look back on your life, five, 10, 15 years from now, like are these the small things that I didn't realize were building over time, whether it was disconnection or whether it was disengagement or, uh, you know, whatever that is, I think it's just, it's so important to really look at those. It's not just the big things in life. I think that's what we fixate on, but it's all these little things that create pretty significant positive or negative impacts. And yeah. So formation building, is that along the lines of like building habits or is this these? Yeah, be, like okay. just these habits that you build, like you're being, you know, you're being transformed and formed daily into, into that person that you're meant to be and that, that you want to be. And it's this sum of all these little pieces. Yeah. 
and you know, really thinking of, of life, like what are the small things that I'm doing today to create the person I want to be and the marriage I want to have and the parent I want to become and you know, all of those. And I just, I love that perspective because it's this, it's a lot of small little things. And I don't know about you, Jerry, but I'm like, my husband and I just struggle a lot with like, if it can't be the way we expect it to be and the way it's supposed to be and look just like that, it's like, you don't even try. Oh, wow. And, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people are like that, right? They don't want to try to do the job because they don't have exactly what it takes or they want to launch this business, but they don't have, you know, X, Y, or Z. And it's not going to look the same way, the perfect way they want it the day it goes out, you know, at the get-go. And it's like, no, it's it's being okay with taking these small bite-sized, kind of like appetizer samples of the good things that you want in life. Like if you can't have the buffet, start with the appetizer and see if it's what you like or you don't like. <laughs> Before you put all in and you put all of your energy and all of your focus into something. It, it's funny that, you know, these cliches like, um, you know, the person who waits for the perfect conditions never accomplishes anything. Uh, so true. I think that's, is that a variation of like Napoleon? Is, that, that doesn't even matter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> uh, and it's like, I, I've heard another phrase like done is better than perfect. And I probably heard it on your show because um, I heard them like, that is that's brilliant. Yeah, that's true. It's, you know, like yeah. who today is still using the original iPhone? Nobody. You know, I heard a quote once. I thought it was so good. It was just talking about how, you know, success is just like all about the next iteration of beta. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a new beta Yeah, and reiterating and reiterating and, and building upon that. It, it's not an arrival place, which, you know, I think goes to a lot of like what your podcast is about, right? Like you get in this rut. And I think part of the rut that so many of us experience in life is because we have our eyes fixed on a goal. We have our eyes fixed on a destination and we put years and years and years and years into getting to this point of arrival only to arrive and realize to what's next. <laughs> or get so demoralized. Yeah. Like what you're saying, we get so demoralized and we just stop trying. We're like, oh. yeah. You know, I want to write a book, but I don't have a single page written. I want this to be a 300-page book. I want Here's it to a be perfect a example, Jerry. Start with page one. <laughs> Start with page one. <laughs> exactly. And it doesn't even have to be the final draft. Yeah, a rough draft, you know. You just start writing and you see what, you know, what it evolves to. I'm such a firm believer on just take the next best step. Don't worry about, you know, and I, I heard this once, you know, I think when people want to start a business, they worry about like, what's the front cover of the book going to look like? And what's my logo? And what fonts do I use? And it's like, no, just start writing the first page and see what it turns into. You may discover you hate writing or it might just flow into something. And, uh, you know, I, I once heard Bob Goff, I don't know if, if you listen to Bob Goff, but you know, he he talks about how he writes books and doesn't have a title. He submits them to publishers without a title. He writes chapters without titles because it allows for this like creativity to flow. And then you go back and name the chapter rather than we have this chapter and then we try to conform everything into this title rather than letting it just flow and figuring out what, what, what would I just talk about? Yeah. And it goes back to like the formation building. Like uh He's just taking one step at a time every single day, right. writing a little bit, and then he then he looks back and says, "Oh wow, I've written this book about blank." Exactly, um, it was in his head, just sitting there waiting to come out. And uh, I think, yeah, it's it's when it becomes tangible on the outside that we're like, "Oh, okay, I've created something." And but I think with yeah, any journey like what we're talking about, it, it you know, if yes, we have these big goals in mind, these big um, accomplishments we want, uh, and if we focus solely on that finish line and not about where we are in the moment, we, yeah, could easily just feel like we're stuck. Or you miss that view, right? 
had you gone to the place that you thought you were going to go, you would have missed something along the way. I love the term. It's like pursue fully, hold loosely. Yes. And you have this plan, right? And you, you're going to do everything you can to achieve it, but you've got to hold those plans loosely because sometimes God has other plans, life has other plans. And and we, we miss these things because we get so caught up in our minds that it has to look and feel a certain way. And that like look and feel a certain way that we've created in our mind is only is limited by what we know. And why? Why do we do that? Why can't that's why I say like you just pursue it fully, but hold it loosely. Like we don't even know what what can be. We don't even know what's out there. We miss so much because we hold tightly to our plans, to our goals, to the outcome, the way it has to look and feel. And we don't leave our, our lives open for these pivots that are powerful. What I also love about the story you just shared is these just like small micro milestones along the way. You said they built confidence. And I, I think that is so important for people that you've got to have these small things of, you know, it's not when I have you know, you're working on a project. When we completely finish the project, it's like, no, when we get 25% of the way through, we're all going to go to lunch or we're going to, you know, celebrate or we're going to share something or we're going to, whatever that is, right? But you create these small milestones because if not, like the discouragement is the snowball of discouragement. You feel further and further and further and further from where you need to go rather than celebrating how far you've come. And I, I think that's a really distinct Difference. So when you have these little things, just say, okay, what are we going to do to celebrate? I actually like, I, I think about these things and I, I make them happen. Like when this happens, so our favorite place is Susie Cakes, great little place down the way. I don't, I don't know where all the Susie Cakes are, but it's kind of like sprinkles if you're in Dallas, right? It's just like okay. a good, yummy cake, cupcake. There goes my and diet. So that's my thing. I'm like, <laughs> when I hit this milestone, it's a Susie Cake day and I'm going to go get their celebration cake and I'm just going to like make it all good, right? It's all going to be good. And it's just these little moments where you get to just pause and, and celebrate. And like you said, it builds this confidence rather than it helps me to keep my eyes on, like I said, how far you've come rather than this visual of how far I still have to go. And it, it gives you that encouragement you need to take that next step. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A, a friend of mine actually from hiking uh, said, sometimes the best view is behind you. And of course, he said it as we we're going, we we're going up a ridiculously steep hill. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to push my friend off this hill. And he said, Jerry, you know, sometimes the best view is behind you. I'm like, what are you talking about? And we turn around and we had this view of a valley. And I thought, wow. That was behind me. Like we, and then I looked down and I was like, wow, we accomplished that. I hate hills. It's probably why my friends call me Kung Fu Panda. Uh, it, it's, it's like, I, I got to see how much I'd come up on that hill and I got to see the view that was the result of that climb. And uh, we still had a ways to go. Uh, but yeah, you know, being able to look back and see what you've accomplished. Yeah. Yeah, I've never really heard it put that way, but it's like so often you're driving along and it's like you look in the rearview mirror and it's like, God, that sunset behind me is amazing. And it's behind you. Yes. <laughs> it's behind you. And <laughs> just a, a good, a good visual. I love that. I'm going to take yeah. that one with me. Nice. And, you know, the key thing is we didn't just stay there and, you know, end it. Like we pushed on from there, motivated by what we had accomplished so far. Yeah. And then, of course, when we got to the top of the hill, Oh man, 360 degree view of the same thing. And uh, to this day, I, yeah, I am like on fire with these hiking analogies today. No. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Awesome. Uh, so I remember seeing that a uh, big part of uh, what you do is 
you help people kind of claim why they're, why they're stuck. Uh, and then from there, uh, they're able to start building their confidence and then go out and uh, really step into more. And I, I, and again, when I, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, this, this again is why Steve connected us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a wavelength. Yes, yes. We have the same wavelength. Yes. Uh, so what are some of the things that you do to help people recognize and, and then claim? Like that's, that's a very specific word to use is claim why they're stuck. Um, yeah, no, I think that that's, that's great. You know, I think so often I hear so many times people saying, Oh, I know I've really been wanting to do that. I just, I haven't had the time or, Oh, I just don't even know where to start. And yeah, that's on my to-do list for this year. And I, I think we, you know, we consume so much. We focus on us so much <laughs> and we kind of lose sight of the why. We lose sight of others. We lose sight of what we were even trying to do because we really bombard ourselves with distractions and, and information. And you know, people don't create this space to take a time out and say, okay, reset. <laughs> reset and say, what was I trying to accomplish? What am I trying to do? What do I even want to do? Is this what I want to do? Right. We're talking about the whole path, right? The next step. Yeah. You take the next step and you get further and further and you realize this isn't, this is no longer what I want to do, because now I've discovered something else, a new kind of career path, a new passion that I never knew I even had. Do I stay down the same path or, or do I be open to this pivot now that I have this awareness? So I think, you know, so much of it is just creating this space for people to ask you the questions that are not yes or no. That's a lot of, of the work that I do is just, it sounds so simple, but it's, it's not, you know, how are you feeling? Oh, fine. You know, everything good. Yep. 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 Everything's good. It's like, it's asking those really open-ended questions. You know, we learn this a lot in in the space that I've you know worked in in my past life. Like when you're working with patients, right? If you ask, do you understand what I'm saying? Does that, that make sense? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. right. Like everything makes sense. It's like, mm -hmm. but when you ask these questions that really bring about, you can read people's energy. Of I hadn't thought about it that way, or I'm not quite sure, or actually I, I don't really understand. And so you know, helping people create that space. It doesn't have to be a lot of space, but it's that time out in life that says, how did you get to where you are? What are the things that are important to you? Are you making those things in life important to you? How can you do a little bit more of those? And kind of like I said earlier, you know, so often people are like, well, it's either go big or go home, right? Like yeah. the whole Texas motto, right? It's like, no, just because you can't have it, you know, exercise seven days a week doesn't mean you shouldn't go exercise. <laughs> it doesn't mean you shouldn't go exercise because in this season in life, you don't have, you know, the time or space for that. And so I, I think it's creating this reset, asking yourself the hard questions that sometimes bring about answers that you don't typically want to answer because it requires you to maybe change something. And we get in this routine and we don't want to change. Yeah, you know, one of the things my husband and I do every New Year's, we take the kids, we go to East Texas, and we go on a little family retreat. It's awesome. We love it. And it has just been such a powerful moment of, of reset. You know, they do stuff with your kids during the day, and then you get to be with them at night and stuff. But, you know, really looking at reflecting on the last year, we forget all the things that have happened that have gone well. We forget all the things that got us to where we are. And so reflecting on those and saying, okay, you know, what are our goals this year, whether it's spiritually, financially, professionally, personally, health-wise, right? Like a lot of your, your elements that you talk about on your show, we really look at all these areas and say, okay, you know, what are the things that are important to us? And is are we actually making space for those things? And then how do we support each other in that? 
you know, I think especially in a marriage, I, I think a lot of times people forget to time out in their marriage to ask those things. Like they go on a date night, they talk about the kids, they talk about work, they talk about their jobs, but they, do they really talk about their marriage and the impact of their marriage and the the marriage that of the legacy they want to leave behind for people around them and their kids? Like, are they living out those things that they don't want to have any regrets about? So that's a lot of what I do. I think is just creating the space and creating the right questions to give people that affirmation. And I think once you can sort through all that clutter, right, it's kind of like cleaning out your house or cleaning out the garage. Like once things can go in their proper places, it's easier to see what you even have. So you're not going out and buying more things and consuming more information. Sort through those things in your life and then say, okay, is what I have exactly what I need? Or is there still something I want to, you know, add to this, the garage, right? Yeah. Add to the, add to life. Um, I use the backpack analogy a lot. So I love that you, you know, talk about that. It's like, what am I carrying around in this backpack? And we don't realize it, but we've got a lot of heavy things like expectations from, from bosses or expectations from family members or spouses or, you know, kids or whatever it might be. And I think it's just like unzipping that backpack, see everything that's in there and then see where, what it is that you actually need and then creating, okay, now where's that next milestone? Not what's the 26 mile, right? Like in big picture, right? I want to do this 26 mile loop, but small milestone, like we're going to go to a couple campsites and just see what happens. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm glad you brought back the backpacking analogy <laughs> uh, because in this context, I, uh, I specifically like to do ultralight backpacking and that's, uh, are you familiar with that term? Uh, no. Okay. So, uh, traditional backpacking, you, you throw in a pack that's probably 35 to 40 pounds worth of gear. You know, you got your chair, you got frying pans, pots, all kinds of stuff heavy tent, heavy sleeping bag, and so on. Uh, ultra light, though, is 10 pounds or less. And when you get to the... It's easy to kind of do lightweight. I, I tend to hover around 11 to 12 pounds on my base weight uh, during the summer because I, I bring extras like a stool to sit on because I'm getting older. <laughs> uh, but when I get hardcore about it, I start really looking at what am I bringing with me to get that weight down to under 10 pounds. So I start looking at things like, uh, does this have dual purpose? Why do I need to bring this with me? Why do I feel I need to pack this? Am I packing it because I'll really use it? Or am I packing it because I'm afraid something might happen? Uh, and a common philosophy in ultralight backpacking is we pack our fears. And, mm, and so good. a lot of what goes into a heavy pack are the things that really are not going to happen, but you have yourself convinced they will. Like, you really don't need three knives for a backup. You need one little one. <laughs> you know, I don't need to bring it's a true. knife, a hatchet, and a saw. Like <laughs> I'm going on a three-day hike. I'm not going out there to live for months. And ultralight backpacking really does force you to Marie Kondo your own gear set. And and for the things that bring you joy, say, hey, thank you. I love using you at home, but I have no need for you out in the woods. I don't need you right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to leave you at home. You'll be at home when I come back. That's such a great analogy though. You know, and I, I do feel like it's that, that pause in life that says, what are the things adding value to my life? And what are the things that aren't value added? You know, because part of why we're here on earth, right? Is to add value to other people's lives, to help build people up, to help grow people and love on people and serve people. And it's like, we, we need that space and energy to do those things. And yet we carry so much non-value added beliefs or expectations or um, just pressures. Like we, we carry so many of these things that add no value, right? Like yeah. social media, I think, you know, plays a really 
big one. That's why I just, I don't like social media. I mean, I use it because I got to use it, but it's just, you know, it, it's, it does do good in certain ways. But I think for a lot of people, and I think we're seeing that in a lot of our kids and our, you know, younger generations, I think the impact and the influence of, of a lot of, of that, it's, you carry all that with you. Yeah. You carry this expectation that I should look, feel, you know, sound, be just like this person. And it's like, no, you're created to be somebody incredible and and unique and if we were all the same person right we would have a messed up world yes. <laughs> so we all <laughs> we all need each other and you know i need the people to do things that i am so terrible at like we were talking about earlier the technology right yeah. like i need technology people i am not going to be that person like we all have different gifts and so you know i think part of our job in life is to help people you clear out those pieces of their life so that the things that that they're amazing at and that they can really make a difference with can shine through. Yeah. I think it gets really dusty in a lot of people's life. And I think that's our job. I think that's our purpose is to help clear the clutter in, in people's minds and lives that just lets them feel alive. And yeah, like especially in a marriage, I think that's I know, you know, a lot of your your listeners are are men. And I think that's the same thing, right? Like our job as spouses is to to help our spouse be the best person they can possibly be. And the only way to get there is to have conversations. The only way to get there is to ask those questions. <laughs> the only way to get there is to make the space for those conversations so that you can help them. And I just, I don't know. I think when people aren't, um, you know, when, when people have lights that aren't being, that aren't shining, they sense it and they feel it. And it's a weight that they don't even realize they're carrying. And so part of our job is to help them figure out what is the light you want to be shining and that you need to be shining. And how can I, whether I'm a leader or a spouse, right? Like how can I remove or our parent, Mm -hmm. how do I remove those barriers from your life and, you know, dust it off a little bit so that you can do you. I even like the idea of just giving ourselves permission to say no to the things that, like you said, don't add value to our lives. You know, how many things, are we doing that is just really to keep up with the Joneses, you know, whether it's on social media or not, it's like, I do this because I need to have a certain perception of status in my neighborhood or they're going to laugh at me. And it's like, who cares if your neighbors laugh at you or not? That's not the person you're living your life with. You know? um, Yeah. So yeah, you know, do turn to your spouse and find out, you know, what, what makes you happy? What makes you, you know, worried? Uh, What can I do to be better at that? And, um, yeah, it's really interesting. Like I know as a leader, it was always easy for me to create that safe space at work. I forgot who said it to me once, but somebody had actually challenged me. Like, are you creating that space for your wife? And I was like, mm. of course, maybe I, I think <laughs> Absolutely. So. starting tonight. <laughs> let, let me go find out. Hey, Liv. Do I? And she's like, well, I'm like, Oh shoot. <laughs> this was, but it's so important. You know, I, I feel like if so often people don't, you know, you don't know because you don't ask. And that's why I said, like you ask people questions and all of a sudden it's like they had this thought, but they never let it out. And it's, it's been lurking. It's been sitting. It's those small things that are building over time. It's just growing and growing and growing. And you've got to kind of take a, a state of your life, <laughs> right? A state of your life, a state of your marriage, a state of your parenting, a state of your professional journey. And and reset and, and make those pivots. You know, I haven't actually really shared this anywhere, so I'll share it here. Here we go, right? Yes. So, uh, you know, my husband and I, I think we're very oldest child, super driven, super ambitious. You know, both grew up in like very middle class families and like always wanted to like not have a lot of the struggles that I think we had growing up. And so we we pushed really, really hard in our lives and our careers. And 
went to a lot of school and did a lot of things. And when we hit like this height in our our lives, like our, our this height financially, this height professionally, personally, everything, it was like the most empty we've ever felt. And, you know, we started to unpack that. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like we paid this off. We got to this place. We finally have this flexibility. We finally have these hours, you know, I mean, all the, all the things, all the things that you think, if I can just reach this place, then it's like, no, because when you get to that place, that goalpost moves and moves and moves. And, you know, we just had this really big moment in our life where we said, are the things we say important, really important? And when we look back, what are the things that we're going to say we wish we would have done more of or less of? And I know you and I have talked about this before. Like, how do I create that position then financially and put a little bit of a buffer, right? To be able to make those pivots or shifts, or, you know, how do I, how do I help you get to that place spiritually, emotionally, physically, your health, right? Whatever it is that, that you need to, to be, or what are those things we have to start saying, no to and step back from. And those are really big steps because we've got identity in those things. We've got, you know, we got a lot of debits in those places, right? Like we have put in, we have invested the time in, in that place in your career or, um, you know, in those organizations or whatever it is. And when you step back, you feel like the rug is pulled out from under you. And that is a hard place to be. But, you know, I, I feel like part of the rut we get in is just because we think that life is a destination. And yes, eternally right is this destination, but like here on this earth, like it's not this place you're going to arrive and all of your problems go away and happiness is just bliss, right? Like everything you ever wanted is there. There is always going to be something. And so, you know, I think when we wait for this perfect scenario and when all the stars align, it's like, no, live your life today, you know, aligned or not aligned, you, you do the best living that you can do today and the best loving, the best living that you can do in this moment, in this chapter and have those conversations because you don't even realize how far in you are. (laughs) You don't realize how far in you are and you start to say, okay, you know, what if this is, is really going to matter? And even just like, what is that expectation I want to put on my kids or not? You know, and, and help them see what life is, is really about. Cause it's, it's not about having, the title or having the status or having, you know, the money in your bank. We talked about like the, some of the happiest times we've ever been was when we had no money, (laughs) (laughs) no money. We lived in the smallest place we've ever lived. We had a trillion dollars in student loan debt, or at least it felt like, right. Like we didn't have, and yet we were like the happiest. And so you start to really unpack, like what is happiness and what is joy and what is life abundant? And it's not the things that I think we all think it is. And so I think it's asking yourself those questions like, what is really a life well lived? What is really a life of success? Um, you know, what is, what is that good financial number? Um, I read a quote the other day that was talking about, like, I just want to be like this pebble at the bottom of the river that life keeps flowing and I stay grounded. And I loved that. Like, you want life to keep flowing and you stay grounded in the things that that really, really matter because the waves will come, the winds will come. And if you don't have roots, you will drift away into what the world tells you you need to be doing and the things you need to be. And you're going to miss this beautiful one gift of life that you have. And that's my soapbox. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for that squirrel, but that is my soapbox. (laughs) That that answers the question of like, what final piece of advice would you want to give our listeners? And that is it right there. It's... uh, yeah, we only have this one life here. 
And, you know, if, if we don't look around what we've got yeah, before you know it, it's the end of it. And you're just clinging on at that point. So, yeah, I think it's just take that next, you know, best step, take that time to reset. It doesn't have to be, oh, I need five days in Cancun to think about this. It's like, no, <laughs> it can be, you know, lunch, right? It yeah. can be going to lunch with people that are really important to your life and just doing an assessment, right? Like asking those questions of, how are you really doing? Mm-hmm. That's like my favorite question to ask, right? How are things going? Good, right? Like, how are you really doing? <laughs> and, you know, ask ask questions. People want to share their story and, and people want to feel valued and people want to feel like they matter, whether it's in your home or at work. And, you know, I think we've got to just get out of ourselves a little bit more and engage in the lives of, of others because at the end of the day, right, it's not just about us. It's about the impact that we leave behind and the life that we, the life that we live, right? And the love that we, we left and we're not promised tomorrow. So you can, I think dreams get put in your heart for a reason. And I don't think you should lose sight of those dreams. I think you should pursue them, right? That one next best step at a time, but hold them loosely so that you don't miss, like you said, the, the view, right? You don't miss the view and you don't miss the laughter and you don't miss these little moments that leave this impression in our lives that we hold on to forever. Nice. Annika, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. I want to take a quick moment here to kind of share with you some of the takeaways I got out of this conversation with Annika. And then I'll invite you to share some of your takeaways as well. So the first thing is that our attitudes shape how we respond to the world around us. So regardless of the situation, the situation is just that. So our attitude, our perspective, our mindset is what shapes the actions we take next. The second takeaway for me was that our daily small choices have long-term impacts. So think about the things you're doing today, and then what are the small habits every day that will get you there? The third takeaway for me was done is better than perfect. As Annika says, pursue your dreams fully, but hold on to them loosely because things will change. You'll have to adapt your plan, but you still want to move forward and achieve the things or make the change and the impact on the world that you're pursuing. And the last takeaway for me was that if you're stuck in a rut right now, own it, claim it, identify that you are indeed stuck in a rut because from there with the right mindset shift, the right small habit to do every single day, and then pursuing your dream fully while holding on to your plans loosely, you're going to get out of that rut. You're going to make that new path and live life like you've always dreamed of living beyond that rut. So from there, I invite you to tell us what were your takeaways to the show. So go to beyondtherut.com slash 271 and leave a comment. What were your takeaways from this episode? Also at beyondtherut.com slash 271, I'll have links to Annika's website, her platform, her, her um, what do you call that? The podcast and so much more. So there you have it. So again, that's beyondtherut.com slash 271. And the best way you can thank me for putting this show together and sharing it with the world is really not to pay me back, but to pay it forward. So wherever you're listening to this episode right now, there is a way for you to share it whether it's on your phone, your iPad, tablet, computer, whatever it is, hit that share button and send this to one person whom you feel will get a lot of benefit from 
what we talked about today. Because the, the greatest way you're going to help grow this show is by word of mouth. So you sharing it with another who shares it with another and another and so on is what's going to help this show grow, reach more people, and change the world and help others get out of the rut as well. Now, I'm so glad you joined me this week, and I look forward to joining you again next week as we bring on Dr. James Wolf out of Arizona, and we're going to talk about some of the most common issues that men face and how he helps them. So until then, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.